It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 326. What's going on, guys? We've got a... Uh, fist pumper in the house. Fist pump. It's not very LinkedIn of you. We've got a uh, <laughs> string new and you m- may recognise her from blowing up on LinkedIn. That's how I first saw you anyway. Like, you know, we're not even friends. Well, that's what I was saying to Tommy. <laughs> yeah. You added me, you connected uh, to me on LinkedIn, but I see your content constantly. Yeah, I know how to like uh, growth hack the algorithm. Yeah. I, you know, like I knew that... Uh, well, the easiest way is when you have second or third parties comment into it. Mm-hmm. So if you comment in my yeah. videos, what's going to happen is people who in your network mm. is go see my content on their feed. Uh, There's a few things that we need to work on with Josh. He was not actually accepting people who were requesting him if he didn't know them, which I was like, it's kind of counter to networking. Yeah, it's not Facebook. Yeah. It's not Facebook, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what's your rule on uh, accepting? Will you just accept anyone? How many SEO experts oh, do you have on your LinkedIn? Not that many. Actually, like I have 30,000 followers, 4,500 or maybe more now, 4,500. 4,500, including you guys, mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. So I only have connection list of less than four and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've got the followers, then the connection list. Yes, because yep. um, I made that switch really clear, really straight away. And mm-hmm. people ask me, it's like, how come you don't add everyone? Because uh, I, it's like a black book. Yeah. yeah. And you could actually download those like um, emails as well and then spam them if you want to, but that's illegal. Oh, that's um, oh, interesting. But so we might <laughs> take you up on the instructions. But you can – so you – can you export within LinkedIn? Do you have to yes, use like you some? Export, you could export it. Oh, yeah. um, a lot of people don't know all these little hacks. This yeah. is what happens when you like just hang out on LinkedIn all the time. Yeah. You're just full nerding out on it. <laughs> I know. But you're not like full <laughs> business. Like you're not the sort of the the classic. You know, you're well, a what is fried <laughs> chick. You're a fried chicken loving, quirky person like me. Like I but feel like I'm not very link. I'm not very LinkedIn. What friendly. is a LinkedIn? Okay, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the LinkedIn perception? I think the perception of LinkedIn is corporate, pretty sort of like it's the anti it's the anti social media in regard to like it's not. You know, it, there's a formality. There's a formality to it, and if you try and go to Facebook, whatever that means, people will be like, "I didn't sign mm. up for this type of content." No, they don't have to sign up. <laughs> exactly, five hundred million. Maybe 50, 500 million users on LinkedIn. Mm. I'm not going to expect to be popular with everyone. Yeah. But I just want people who vibe with me yeah. because they protect me from trolls. <laughs> <laughs> is it troll? Is trolls a big thing on no. LinkedIn or no? Well, like, um, it depends on the way you do it. I love them because yeah. I could throw fried chicken at them. So, <laughs> like, when I get someone who disagrees with me, mm. I, I hang out with, I connect vegans with vegans together yeah. <laughs> and then make them chat. <laughs> what they do is, like, they talk to each other and it gains the algorithm. Yeah. Or I throw them fried because. Also, you have to remember, like, you're, you're leaving digital footprints behind. So I always, like, go back to, like, PR moves, like, you know what's original? KFC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, within how long of every conversation is the word fried chicken mentioned? Oh, like, every day I get, like, <laughs> about three people talking to me about it at least. Mm. And so it used to go, like, last year was one per day. Now mm-hmm. it's three times per day. Okay. So Are we the first? Because it's, uh, it's for the day. It's fairly really early. Day. For the day. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, you've still got two more to go. It has but cut through. What, uh, yeah. I mean, Josh loves – I mean – You've kind of you've got a great content mind, which is how you, I guess you've been able to build your your following. Um, Josh talks a lot about things being sticky and things we do that sort of have, I guess, traction. Sticky is a great word because you can see it sort of sticking to people's heads mm. yes. in yes. terms of what they remember. And fried chicken is something that is sticky. Yes. 
Um, how, Depends how it's cooked. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, true. Super relatable. Yeah. Isn't the, pers- the idea of personal branding or logo is to make it relatable. And a lot of vegans will hate me, but I don't mind. You need people who hate you. Yeah. People have this concept of haters, but I just like dealing with trolls because they always give me the best lines. So yeah. I get inspired by them all the time. So, you know, it's like a, like a love-hate relationship, but I yeah. love them. And yeah. so this fried chicken thing, just quickly, where, where's that from? Uh, Other than a love for I fried chicken. I have to like, give a massive shout out to my best friend, uh, Belva, because she loves fried chicken. She organised fried chicken parties and we kept on not doing it. And then I kept on, I brought the idea outside of our circle and she's like, I hate you. It's like, don't worry. <laughs> if I ever write a book, I've like, you know, acknowledge you in the... We used to do um, Conspiracy Jimmy, a friend of ours within the proximity here. You may not see him because he is a conspiracy. Uh, but he, him and I used to go, I remember when fried chicken came to Melbourne in terms of like those ga- gammy fried chicken. Yeah, Korean bunch. fried chicken and beer. Excellent. Is that, is that, is that your background, Korean? No. What, what's I'm, I'm doing the awkward pause because why? Because it's like a, it's like got more cut through. <laughs> <laughs> you do it like that. <laughs> that was a nice awkward pause. Um, no, I'm a Vietnamese. Okay, Vietnamese. Nguyen is a popular name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like we're like the uh, the white version of Smith. Oh, yellow version of Smith. Sorry. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we, Nguyen. Yeah. Is, is fried chicken big in Vietnam? Or oh, no? It's big in everywhere in the world. When you yeah. think about it, every culture. Like one of my biggest dreams a couple of years ago was to try every fried chicken in every culture. Because mm. mm. every culture have their own variation of fried chicken. Yeah. And that's why like, I just wrote fried chicken. People don't get it, some people get it, but they eventually, they if, every time they see KFC or fried chicken, they think of me and that's like. <laughs> <laughs> the stickiness, the branding thing. What's well, accessible, <laughs> is it? It's like, it's something, it's like well the fri- fried chicken, it's like, it doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum of you know like how you're doing in the world it's like fried chicken is fried chicken like yes. you, it's not like i know in new york they did like a gold did you say yes, like the yes. Gold and fried- everyone send me that link like i had it like three times i mean a lot of people will send me like when are we going to try this one thousand dollar thing yeah. can you use your influencing powers to like see if you could get into it i'm like i'm laughing because if anything it just made people think of me as yeah well. yeah well, you need a crowdfund to actually have it happen <laughs> I, actually I actually think that that's doable, but I think they dropped down because the food, uh, it might look cool, but the flavour probably wouldn't taste good. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, you're buying hype. Like, that is, like, the ultimate hype, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> we're going to put this thing on it to make it, like, less accessible for people, yeah. but it doesn't actually taste Great. any better. Well, uh, the thing is, like, I used it as, like, a community tool because I get a lot of inbound. So, no one who uses fried chicken in my messages, I know they look listen to my content or know my reference. Mm-hmm. Mm. So they drop fried chickens and like, I love fried chicken too. And it's like, that's my person. Yeah. So yeah. I could be the nicest person to them. I Do tried to be a hot choc. No, I tried to be the hot choc guy. So when I was, uh, I did a trip around the world with Invato where I was filming and I tried a hot chocolate everywhere I went, which was like a great <laughs> idea, but it's not that sustainable in yeah. regards to like from a lifestyle point of view. Cause I would You're more the squeegee guy now yeah, than exactly. the hot chocolate guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which chicken, is a whole other thing. Fried chicken is like, I do it visually because I don't have to get fat in all the time. Yeah, because well, there's a decent amount of protein there. <laughs> I reckon you'd struggle getting fat anyway. Yeah, yeah. I do, it, I do. My, my, my metabolism. It's too fast. The fried chicken can't even do anything. <laughs> um, String, we were talking before uh, about where you grew up yes. in Melbourne, yes. uh, out west. Oh. Is that west? Is it well, Flemington? Is Flemington out west or like inner west? It's inner, definitely inner west because yeah. it's not that far so from the CBD. If I it's inner west or west, it's still west well, though, right? I guess. The, the guys were asking me where I grew up and I mm-hmm. told them I grew up in the commission flats because my mum mm-hmm. was like, her parents were refugees. Mm-hmm. They escaped the war in Vietnam. 
like most first generation Vietnamese are gen mm. generally like refugees, but I grew up here yeah. and was born here. Um, so we get chucked into the commission flats. Mm. All of us. And so what, like what is the, what's the experience uh, you now versus your childhood? What, do, what can you reflect on now? What was it like? It's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, commission housing in Australia is public housing. Yes, it's public supported. housing. Oh, but I guess like a lot of people when they hear that, they feel like, oh, poor you. But I'm like, I had the best childhood. Yeah. Mm. Like I ran amok. I played with the boys. Like I got, they taught me how to play soccer. Mm. They learned to taught me like self-defense in many ways. So like, like they, my street instincts were from there. So yeah. I trust my instincts from that. Yeah. And a lot of guys will look after me anyway. So uh, people ask me, it's like, you know, did you have a poor child? I'm like, no, it's the best child. I mm. was laughing all the time. Yeah. Cause I guess like there is the, uh, the one thing that I think about is like mental health and mental illness, like just going along, say, near Victoria Street or certain sort of areas where there are commission flats in Melbourne, they are like hot spots for... Crime. Yeah, yeah. For, for crime, for, you know, drug use, for mental health type of issues. And so essentially all of that sort of coming together, do you think, has, has that changed? Like when you were well, growing up, was it the same type of experience? So but if anything, I feel more empathetic because mm -hmm. I can relate to the situation because at the moment it's the Sudanese community in that situation. But like education, I think my mum drummed into us because like she grew like she was a single mum um, taking care of five kids as well. So she drummed into us like education is like our route to escape poverty. Mm -hmm. And my sister works for the uh, army as well. Oh, cool. Um, and me, like, we all, like, hanged out at the library. So, like, my love for learning, like, she was, like, my mum was super resourceful. So mm. she chucked us into the library. The, the librarians loved us. Yeah. So all I did was, like, hang out and, like, hanged out with Sigmund Freud and learn about psychology when I was, like, <laughs> 12 years old. God, I don't think I could take my kid to the library. He's too noisy. He'd be, oh, he's so noisy. I mean, he's only two, yeah. but he's just started screaming. Oh, well, it's when well, we were primary school, and my brothers they love chess, so that's where like they they play chess and mm. like they're really good. I can't compete against them, but I think the librarians love us because they never kicked us out. Yeah, that's nice. Well, there's yeah. a there's definitely. Uh, I was speaking with Scooter Derek, uh, who's been on our show a few times. Uh, his partner, she is like a librarian, and talking about how the shift between what libraries used to be versus what they are now, they're like positioned as community centres. Yes. It's an open place where people can go and, you know, not only access things like, you know, the internet, but also a place that you can sort of find quiet time for study yes. and things like that. And I think that's the library has transitioned to it because Google is a library now. Yeah. Mm. But I think like there's a lot of like shit content out there as well. Mm. To say in there because there's a lot <laughs> yeah, of like you know with a and that's what's happening on LinkedIn now is like people are pushing out really generic content out there mm. with no value or like they're doing it for the sake of values and now people are like becoming LinkedIn influencers yeah. and getting really caught up with the candy game of like likes mm -hmm. so they're becoming the new Instagrammers. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? How did you end up deciding as LinkedIn is the the game that you wanted to oh. play? Well, I, I went on to video because video, I find, is going to be the tool that's going to amplify everything. And mm -hmm. most of the consumption on the internet is through video these days, right? Mm -hmm. Including Netflix, YouTube and things. 
Um, and I knew that video was going to be the trend that we're going to be um, that I need to jump onto. So I started using Meerkat. Have you heard of Meerkat? Mm. Yeah, I remember Meerkat. Uh, Meerkat died in six yeah. months. Well, it was Periscope mm. and Meerkat side by side. I yeah. feel like Gary V was a Meerkat guy. Yeah, maybe. he invested he it. Invested yeah. in it. So Meerkat actually, like, if you like technology, mm-hmm. integrated so well into Twitter. Mm. Yeah. Like beautifully, like Periscope ha- doesn't even integrate it to Twitter like in the first couple of years. Which is funny because Periscope is now owned by Twitter. Yes, yeah. Yeah. still around. Yeah, it's, it's Periscope still around. is yeah still around. Meerkat. Well, they actually came out. I think it must have been twenty fourteen. Yes, and they came out at South by Southwest. Yeah. I was there that year, and it was crazy. Right? Yeah, it was yeah. like the two the two platforms were sort yeah. of being used side by yeah. side. Jules Lund told me, "Get on it, mate. Yeah, gotta get on it." But I was really thinking that Meerkat would like get bought out by Twitter, but they're already like signing conversations with mm-hmm. Periscope. And then when Meerkat came out, that's when like Periscope came out because they had to because they, they saw mm-hmm. the momentum they're going and squished Meerkat. So I grew like a like little a, Meerkat. I was yeah. just picturing picturing a little Meerkat getting I, squished. The best logos as well. And now <laughs> yeah. I have like one logo where I make a joke that it's dead. You know, cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I grew forty-four thousand followers in six months and wow. like top twenty. Wow, on Meerkat. on Meerkat. What were you doing? Just streaming every day. Just being you. Yeah. And so, what did you find from? Uh, is is that a case of? first platform like do you feel yeah. like oh, it was well, first it's always first movers right yeah and that's what happened on to linkedin i went on to snapchat and i was there and i we won a snapchat award for best snapchat channel for women in tech so oh, i was cool. a producer for that what um, was that channel called women in tech yeah cool but it kind of it dwindled a little bit now mm. it's on the instagram but saying that like i was trying to monetize within six, like six months of of like going on to snapchat i realized it was really hard to monetize because australians business is quite conservative mm. if i was in america like baller but mm. it was in usa like i couldn't um, monetize it they prefer facebook live over snapchat yeah. makes sense what's well, it isn't like snapchat you can't see your no, following but, well like you still have a community because like they're infer- people it's just a different stickiness mm. like i developed content there like people loved it I have like people comment, like messaging me. It's like, stream, where have you been? I love your Snapchat channel. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost a bit more like direct sales as well. Yeah. Like well, it's like, yeah. if you're not in hearing back, you don't know, right? Yeah. You can see that, like, how many people have viewed, but if you're yeah. not having interaction, yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, maybe that's the gauge, right? Well, like, um, it's just business. But then I realized I was more. Um, then link like the day that I was like I knew Instagram was go rise, and I mm-hmm. I knew it projected it was go like continue that thing. Is it when I wanted to like um, cut down Snapchat and switch to Instagram, when LinkedIn knocked on the door yeah. mm. and said, "String, I love your content. Would you like to be a beta user for a video on LinkedIn?" I'm like, "Hell yeah!" Oh, and then great. I went viral. Yeah. Well, I remember when the LinkedIn video stuff was happening, and I where the w- fuck was my knock? By well, the way, well, I think the thing I was <laughs> knock, I was knocking. I remember speaking. You were knocking with, on their door. No, no. you're gonna have them knock on your door. Man. No, yeah, no, I was no, I was knocking on your door, Tommy, which ah. was completely the wrong door. <laughs> if we learn anything, I didn't no, even have a door at the yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah, it's just like I was ringing a doorbell. You had ring. You're just looking, not answering. But the um, no, I remember speaking with Jules, and I like as I went in one of my sort of manic modes where I'm like, this is gonna, this is happening, and it the time you could only upload through mobile yeah. or whatever uh, so yeah. i was looking at i want i thought doing a linkedin only series and building all mm, that sort mm. of thing but if there's so many people who have these ideas and theories and wants to be first to market but you're actually someone who did it what was the uh what was the daily practice that you sort of you know started on to see that growth start for years 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, literally, like Meerkat was like my like uh, structure for things because mm-hmm. I created a framework for it. Create content every day. Mm-hmm. Be authentic as yourself, but you have to know your vision, your values. Oh, hang on. You got your six Vs. Seven Vs. Seven. Uh, was it always been seven? Or no, it was started it was off with four. Then you went <laughs> evolved over seven. One, one of them is a German word. Mm. So well, Vol- oh, yeah, yeah. oh, high five. Yeah, uh, actually listen to yeah, it. I'm lost. Course. Are we talking about the Mighty Ducks? So like over the course of the years, I've been developing my personal brand and I created a framework around it. And it's been something that I've been super consistent about. And yep. People pay me for this now. Amazing. Are we getting yeah. this for free right yeah, now? Is yeah, that yeah. what's happening? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Oh, my Tommy's God. Life. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, here we go. So, so think of the... Like, when She's got a little pay pass thing. It's already no, no, taken no. money from my... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. The square. Yeah, square. <laughs> we'll just have to... So, so, you know, Tommy, you're like, you have to listen to it. Just say, yep, I got that. No, I don't got that. Oh, okay. yeah, I need to work on that. So okay. think of it as an audit list. Yep. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So do you have a vision? A vision that like... It's like almost your legacy, your North Star, something a bigger purpose than you, but allows you to uh, fulfill your vision for the next 10 years. Yes. Cool. Okay, what is it? I got that. It's this. Sh- oh, my God. God. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's is it? the daily talk show. It's the business I have with Josh. Oh, that's a goal. A vision mm. is like. Our vision, though, it's, is. It's like almost like your North Star. Like, mm. what is your purpose? It's like, uh, you know, it's like for like uh, Elon Musk is to. Bring humanity outside of it. Oh yeah. shit! I'm not. Mine, <laughs> mine just seems petty compared to that. So no, it's to create a an environment where I'm surrounded by people um, that we can all bring each other up. We're okay, all creating. We're yeah. all like yeah. we've thought a lot about this stuff. Uh, yeah, I think part of it too is for for our audience. It's realizing that the future of work can be a bit isolating. Mm. It can be like mm-hmm. we're spending a lot of time on Slack. We're spending a lot of time on our own, working from home. Yeah, the daily talk show is something that. Whether it, you have a tab open on your browser, or you know you're going for a walk, you know through the through a podcast app, you can feel like you're connected and yeah. have that daily touch point. So I'm going to like streamline that. So yeah. you want people to feel connected. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in the future of work, mm-hmm. we're hoping to. Yeah. So that's the vision you're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, the V is values. There's two types of values. Yeah. It's like business values because then you know you have to make money. I always yeah. believe that. Um, and uh, the second value is your personal framework values. It's like it protects you from, it allows you to say yes and no and it keeps your integrity. Yes. Because personal branding at the end of the day or branding is walking in your own truth every day. Mm. And that's like a lot of respect if you could like do that every day, yeah. right? Um, and the third one is Vogue, which mm-hmm. is a German word for people. It's like Volkswagen. Yeah. yeah. So who are the people that you're trying to serve? Mm. Uh, and a lot of times, it, and if you want to go even more, like you know, extra below, is like who are your partners? Yeah. Did you learn German, or how did yeah, you get I did. to? Yeah, okay, okay, okay. No, but actually, my friend gave me that. It's oh, like really? string. I found the word for you. It's like because everyone's all about collaboration. Yeah, so yeah. Like community, like like there's a word. There's a word. Well, how do you spell it? V O L K. Volk. Volk. Volkswagen. Ah, yeah, Volkswagen. Yeah. It's got cutthroat. Yeah. Having a word that's outside of English, I feel like there's a lot of. Yeah, it makes you ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, but the fact that you remember is yeah. awesome. That's uh, is good. That's is good. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's it, folk? <laughs> visuals. So what yeah. is your visuals? So like the stickiness that you guys mm. were mentioning. Mm. For me, it was like fried chicken, even my glasses, my mm-hmm. black hair, like how you look visually presenting wise. Sometimes people knew simple things like uh, what colour you're wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I heard like he likes wearing yeah, black yeah, and yeah. you like wearing white. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've kind of just cemented that on the show, which has been, it's been good. I guess it's like. I just didn't want – because he wears the same thing every day. I actually come usually in a different colour. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, 
I can't be. Maybe I could start doing yeah. something different. That started off. Tommy started pure white, and now it's slowly working towards <laughs> sort of a more of a cream. <laughs> the white balance is picking up yeah, as crystal clear white, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's called. I need a bit of nappy sand. Yeah, yeah. We need some integration here, nappy sand, <laughs> yeah. please. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, but the visual <laughs> stuff makes a lot of sense. Like I noticed that. Um, uh, Dr. Jason Fox, who we've had on the show as well. Oh, yeah. he, he, Shout out to him. He's yeah, amazing. Yeah, so he's awesome. Awesome. He talked about like. Um, <laughs> Too know much. what that was. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were saying something. You stopped. What? 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 Yeah. No, the um, the uh, he talks about like the psychology of the things that we wear, and like by changing the things that we wear, we can actually change our like even the way that we present ourselves mm-hmm. and how we communicate. That's mm. a part of the reason why I went sort of minimal. Got the sort of like Steve Jobs glasses. Was the idea of like I used to wear snapbacks. And being sort of like the classic creative with a big neck beard. And I still mm. fall into that. But a part of me was like, I want to also go to meetings and not be put into the into that sort of box. camp. I, box. Mm. I wanted to sort of move beyond that. Mm. Yeah. Um, not everyone is as like, well, you're right. You had, My, I'm, I'm such a small off. person. My face <laughs> is so tiny. Your headphones just fell off. I was more Hang worried about you coming falling through. off the... Oh, You've yeah. got to keep that branding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the personal the visual, brand. The visual. Dark hair. But so, I mean, a lot of people don't think about it. How much were you thinking about the your your visual? Well, like, I've, I think I've inspired a lot of people to use emojis on LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you have emojis in your name? Can you have emojis in your name? Well, I asked, like, a trademark lawyer about that. Yeah. And he said no. Oh, interesting. But, like, I was like, can I use, like, SFC? Mm-hmm. as leverage of KFC? He's yeah. Like, yeah, you can do that, but not the same colour string. Mr. Uh, Mr. Stephen, can you look up who created the emojis? Because I don't think it's Apple. I think there was a, a different business yeah, it's, it in is. Australia. So, like, um, um, emojis, they kind of made it open source and I think they just decided – well, I have to look into it, but I do think that emojis has become, like, a, an everyday lexicon. Mm-hmm. My One of my girlfriends, she's a communicator, she says, like, I'm pretty cold on emails or, like, communications because I don't Mm. use enough emojis Mm. to make it look like I'm warm and fuzzy. She says, like, I'm very cold. (laughs) And it's like, whoa. So people do like emojis in their conversations. Or some people, like... uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, The habit that I really don't like is where people won't say hi they just say your name and then they do a comment you know like in email oh, yeah yeah and that's almost feels, feels like the anti the uh, anti emoji but working at invato they taught me about like the use of smileys uh, like Collis Tade would always who is the ceo he would always do it he got me into the smiley with the nose. Like, you know, I, I used to just do it as like the colon and the oh, yes. bracket. Oh, you got the, the, the other one where you'd use the like actual letters. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a word for it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. old school. Yeah, that's like emoticon. Well, I saw actually uh, Seth Godin has a book that he made that's all on the different uh, – like this was early 90s. I, yeah. bought, I bought a copy just to, to have but it was the dictionary of emoticons. But he also has uh, on the, the, the same page – on his blog, he talks about don't use emojis in email. Interesting. Well, a, a, a lot of the time character. they used to break, so you'd see the code yeah. of what the emoji was. Mm. Now you now most devices and stuff are actually showing up the. Well, Mister Ninety Seven doesn't emoji. see all of ours. You don't see the uh, the celebration. No, one. on on Android, they they've got a different emoji set, mm. so yeah. it just ends up with like a box with a cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which no, is that's good that's on purpose, mate. <laughs> yeah. so you're out. Yeah, yeah. You're fucking out. It's yeah. the Android. What's the what's the, the So it was actually a bloke who created them, a Japanese interface designer. So it wasn't actually a company who created the first set. Oh, so really? Like an individual. artist or something. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Japanese are great because they they made a 
um, Line, which is a communication app, they made like $21 million just mm. selling stickers. Wow. Yeah. Uh, like stickers as in like visual, like a the virtual. Visual. So didn't you, yeah. And did you see it everywhere? Like my virtual assistants, they was yeah. like, String, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I saw that on um, Telegram where when I would put a, an emoji, it would then replace it with a sticker. Yes. And yeah, I've seen that. And uh, so then all of a sudden, but I've got friends who get right into the GIFs yep. and like mm. uh, my girlfriend Brie gets right into like she's got a group like a message thing for her work and it just becomes a sh- string <laughs> of, of – I love how you use it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I use string. As I said, I was like – String, um, <laughs> a string of yeah, uh, yeah, of replying with gifts. Yeah. It's awesome. So mm. you guys should do like your own GIF sets. Yes, so we want to on Giphy, right? Yeah, um, you know you can download Giphy Cam mm-hmm. and no, create your own. Giphy Cam is like allows it's owned by Giphy, uh-huh. and you could like actually do whole like your whole lot of like um, Giphy things. Oh, that's and cool. Stuff. And then use the standard one is hi. Thank you so much. I love you. <laughs> oh, that's great. And can you do – I'm guessing you probably could do like green screen. Like you could even get like green cut screen. out sort yeah, of stuff. Now you're getting – just do the basics first and <laughs> yeah, then yeah, go yeah. on to things. Um, well, we I'm are like a production company. We need to make yeah. sure that so we're hitting it. So that's like a lot of things like a lot of people mm-hmm. don't leverage. And um, the trick is like how do you get it so then when people search – when they say thank you, that you're on the top of the thank you thing. Because, yeah. so, like, you know, you just want to be the first one. Yeah. yeah. So that's the trick that you need. Well, it's like on um, Instagram, you can find Gary V ones, can't yeah. you? Like yeah. he's And that's yeah. through the GIF. I never know if it's a soft G or a hard G. Uh, Jiffy. I'll say Jiffy because I feel uh, like you have more. A GIF, GIF, the same yeah. thing. People get upset with yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Giffy, I say Giffy, I think. But the um, to get onto the Instagram stuff from the research I've done, you need to be part of their partner program because it used to be uh, open and then they're like, oh, too many so many people. people are racist and so you get <laughs> that with all of these like – I'm not surprised. Super <laughs> – like so they had to cut it down. So now you have to be a Giphy partner to then be allowed into the – like the API to put it on Instagram and stuff like that. So speaking of which, visuals. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we went on to that. Yeah. My boyfriend says like, String, you need to be a meme in life. Yeah. So I when like you that. become a meme, that's when you know you're famous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you guys should uh, be unless like. Unless it's a good. Pl- well, what's some examples of meme. someone becoming a meme? Gary Vee is a meme, isn't he? Yeah. Egg, egg boy. Egg, egg boy. That's yeah, definitely a meme. a meme. So you guys, let's do a challenge. Yeah. Like, okay. Like we, one of us has to be a meme in life. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've. I you, don't. You I, reckon he is? Yeah. Why do you think that is? Uh, just uh, my outrageousness. Episode fourteen. Episode four. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, yeah. what's happening in episode fourteen? Oh, you have <laughs> episode to fourteen. You'd have to listen. Well, we did this radical honesty thing, and so Josh I just like told uh, something, told like a, a personal secret or whatever, which people have really stuck. Like it's really stuck, and, and now it's become do a bit th- of a thing. Do you think the intention to become a meme versus just being you and becoming a meme are two different things? Like it won't happen if you're trying to become one. I don't know, man. I think eventually. If I'm set the course, you have to plant seeds. Like, yeah. I'm more strategic. I just plant lots of seeds and see which one sticks. Mm. Okay, so you're not – so, you, yeah, okay, no, that makes sense. But if you were to become a meme of a byproduct of one of the seeds you created, then that would be natural. Yeah, I want, like, for example, I should do a, rap, a fried chicken wrap song. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I think there's something in uh, – so you can have an intention to do it because, like, Tommy – I think the reason Tommy is the least likely is because – uh, I feel like TJ's like you're more conservative in regards to your brand. Mm. Well, it's like it's more 
uh, you're more not protective, but you're. But not what is a meme though? Let's discuss that because you could say that me fishing bikes out of the Yarra becomes oh, yeah, a meme. Absolutely. Well, so, so that's like a, doing that's a, something stupid. He had a well, viral video on O bike, so I think that oh, that it's like you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even I know that. That's me. Me. He Real became, cut through. But I remember the V's, right? I remember <laughs> Volk. I remember Volk. Yeah. Oh, that's no, but I'm please tell me if you saw it. I, I did. I did. Like when you triggered, that's a trigger memory. Yeah. But I didn't tr- even know that. Triggered was. in a good way. Tommy yeah. triggers a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, but that's definitely there's definitely a thing where so it's, it's like, meme worthy. Yeah, it is like, and you bring it up, everyone were like, I remember you. Mm. But then sometimes, like, what happens is like you you became a meme, and then it has its life of its own. Yeah, and people will use it for different contexts. Mm, mm. So that's what I realized. Um, he also did a Seven Eleven coffee sting where he worked out that you could fit. Uh, a two dollar Seven Eleven coffee in a one dollar cup, yeah. uh, and so yeah. that was also he that's a growth hack, man. Yeah. That's a life hack. Yeah, yeah. 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 he ended up on the project for that. Yeah, so he's, uh, yeah. But you see, you see how these things do, and it's yeah, it might come from something. It could be come from something that you end up wanting to be serious, and then it's mm-hmm. like takes on a life of its own in yeah. the opposite direction. Yeah. yeah. What about if? It, what about if you have you ever created something or done something where you didn't want it? to get it the traction that it did, but uh, it did. Well, like, I kind of, like, laugh at those moments because the whole point is, like, you don't have control. And see, I, cr- mm-hmm. I guess, like, I had the creative, like, um, lack of con- creative control because mm-hmm. I just, like, do lots of things and set the intentions. And I think intentions is really important because mm-hmm. that would kind of, like, help the universe control the narrative of things. Mm. And so but that's probably why I wanted to... Uh, go online because I realized that the traditional path of the nine to five didn't suit me because every time I go up, I notice like there's some barriers I want to squish me mm-hmm. or like push me down a lot. Yeah. So I realized like I'm better off going on the internet and creating my own path. Yeah. So yeah. we got visuals. What are the uh, what oh, are yeah. the other things? Validate uh, voice. Mm-hmm. So what are your key messages out there? Like your tone of voice. Mm-hmm. Like you guys have it. Like you know, um, Larrikins, chilled. Kind of hipsterish. God, we were going for conservative, <laughs> well groomed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, crisp, crisp white t-shirts. Yeah. No, I think I, that is, and what you explained is essentially what we are at heart: just mm. a bunch of cheeky blokes having a bit of fun yep. yeah. that love, you know, complex things but silly shit. Yeah. Mm. So like shits and giggles. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why I vibe with the guys already because uh-huh. I came in and was like, yeah, I could like talk shit with these guys. Yeah. Well, I think that's like the if you're being your true self becomes a, a lot easier. Mm. I don't think we could do, you know, 300 odd episodes if we were like doing a persona as well. Well, you can't, that's like, do you want to be a pers- person or yeah. a personality? Yeah. Which is sustainable. Yeah. The person. Yeah, mm. yeah, the person. And so that's, mm. so there's a voice, then what's after voice? Uh, then validation, mm-hmm. what are the, like, you know, marketers, we have to be KPIs. Yeah. What are your goals? But mm-hmm. people, when you go visions, you need to like break down your, um, what you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And you doing the show is like a validation, kind of like this is what we need to like achieve. Mm-hmm. So you put your goals in there as well. And the last one is victory. It's like make money. Yeah. How do you make money on this? If you want to like be a sustainable content creator or thought leader or whatever you want to be, you have to make sure that you make a business out of it as well. Those mm. two Vs I feel like are the hardest for most people, the well, validation and the victory. Yeah, um, validation because a lot of people don't think big picture enough mm-hmm. and they always confuse the vision with a goal. Yeah. And so they don't realise that their goal is short-term thinking. Mm. And a lot of times like uh, what I realise is like a lot of times – People only think three months ahead, not even ten years ahead. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, that's part of our whole thing is it's like the long game of doing it. Mm. Like saying we're doing this for at least ten years, it gives us the opportunity of like we don't have to feel like 
we're leveraging everything now. We mm. don't have to like mm-hmm. squeeze everything. We can actually just, you know, iterate and develop. I think also sometimes the, sh- the say if you don't have it all mapped out, it's too overwhelming to sort of mm. think about this hot vision. Mm. The short-term goals actually help you see a vision. Yeah. Ah, it's working this way. Yeah. Well, well, along the way, I'm not saying – I just happened to be the person like only – I had 10 years to think about things. Yeah. But it t- kept on like moving towards – every time I'd go the opposite of creativity, my life goes to the shits. Mm. Yeah. So I realised like creativity is like the core ethos of my life. Mm-hmm. It's your North Star. Yeah, that's yeah. my North Star. And what I've like done is like uh, video has always been something that I'm like gravitate towards. And I always have hyper growth when I focus on video. Mm. So, like, whenever time – and I have to go to America. Like, think of this. You have to go to America or go outside of Australia to get recognition. Yeah. How, like, ironic and stupid is mm. that? That we have to, like, um, to pop the tall poppy syndrome. We mm. have to go outside of US, uh, Australia to get recognised even in our own country. Do you find that there are a lot of limiting beliefs that are applied to you through the, the Australian community? Well, like uh, – I think what happened was like I had to break my own limiting belief because other people kept on like pushing me up. Mm-hmm. And so I'm quite thankful for the peop- champions that like backed me up along the way. And who was that? So and what was yeah. your vis- um, limiting belief? Oh, it was like I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, like, on, like let's talk about Meerkat because that mm-hmm. was a, like a really foundational point in my life. Um, the people that I met there were the communities that I continue to talk to from this day on. And one of them, like, became almost like a patron, mm-hmm. you know, like someone, like a creative person and an artist person like, got backed by someone else. And he's always, like, uh, backed founders. Mm-hmm. So I got to live in the most expensive city, San Francisco, mm-hmm. you know, um, and he, like, helped, like, it's almost like a uh, entrepreneur in residence or something yeah, like that. Wow. So I get to hang out for six months and then I got to hang out with all the amazing gigs because, like, you know, San Francisco and Silicon Valley is, like, tech nerds. Yeah. And mm, I was absolutely. able to have conversations with every one of them. Mm. And, and so expensive though as well. Like yeah. living like living there is crazy. It yeah. seems like that sort of patronage sort of model is something that there is – like it's happened for um, – Simon Sinek, I remember hearing him talk about uh, how it's been you know, for years and hundreds of years it's been a thing where artists have been supported – by uh, financial backers, mm. but there is like uh, Patreon. Yeah, it's, I was thinking of Patreon as well. Yeah, I mean, what's the, what's your vibe on Patre- Patreon? Well, like my same mentor says, like string, let's go like ruin your brand <laughs> by doing that by uh, d- yeah, asking for because like the direction I'm going is like he knows the direction I'm going is to help more like uh, professionals and mm. professionals don't really hang out on Patreon. Yeah, um, so, so it's such a hard. I think Patreon. There's a select audience that it's good for. Yeah. But I've never I haven't seen anyone in Australia making over a thousand bucks a month on it. Yeah. It's like the amount of energy that they're putting into it, so, well, it feels like it's a lot of What it's asking. done is like um, I feel like it's unconsciously pushing people down. Mm. Cause it's like putting because the framework already and the use cases already is like very small, like one dollar, mm. five dollars. Yeah. One dollar is not great because it's it's I'm going in the financial things. It's mm. like um, that's like your credit card or like your fees of um, PayPal already. Yeah. Mm. So you need like one million, you know, one thousand, uh, one dollars to get one thousand dollars. But yeah. there's a lot of fees along that along yeah. the way. As the well. anchoring seems wrong, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like you're being anchored in this like versus, like what would it look like if someone was to give a thousand? Like if you one had, person give one thousand. Yeah. If you had yeah. like eight supporters giving you a thousand dollars or whatever, yeah. and you were able to, I guess there's a mix match of. I could imagine like the future being in this mix of 
that sort of patronage versus um, retainers yes. and like great clients. Yeah, I had a massive argument with my capitalistic American friends um, <laughs> about. <coughs> Where do, where do those arguments happen, by well, the way? Like Starbucks. In the bars. Starbucks. No way, Starbucks. In bars. I'm going to be bars. real here. Um, so you pissed your four whiskeys in. Yeah, and I you're yelling whiskey. at each other. Like, it was, it was in Sydney and I told them, it was like, oh, you know, we can't have um, single or single malt whiskeys mm-hmm. after 11 p.m. because they're going to make you drink something with yeah. it. It's uh-huh. like, don't ruin a single malt. <laughs> Um, yeah, but, but we it's had lost a, on the guy that's never. Yeah, I don't, yeah. well, I, I, just I, saying, I, don't ruin it. I had a biggest no. argument with my uncle. I was like, Matt, can I have some bourbon? He's like, yeah, sure. And then he sees me pouring coke into it. He's like, oh, oh no! What do you like, nah, get, Go off. Well, that's yeah. like with our mocha master at home, which is drip coffee, and Brie bought milk and she's been putting milk in it. Oh, I think that's absurd. Yeah. I used yeah. to do. That. Can you She'll even do? Are you actually? Is that allowed? Is I, that even I, I told you that place we went to. They they were like, no, we're not going to do that. So it's like. But in a drip coffee, I don't even think that it, like, it sort of curdles it or whatever. So this is my thing about like, you know, do we have the, I don't know if we recorded it, but Australia's incredibly bougie when it comes to coffee, as you yeah. can tell by these two guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's your, like, so the, so you, the argument that you had. Well, it's like, um, so uh, uh, thanks for following up on mm-hmm. that. Well, because you know how Buffa was one of decentralised thing and they send out all the money of like everyone's paycheck. Mm-hmm. Is that so ba- uh, Buffer. Buffer. Okay. So they, what they did was like they just made an open transparency as like this is how much everyone's getting paid. Yeah. And, you know, to say this is like the standard or mm-hmm. roughly the standard. Mm-hmm. And I was saying it being – because like creatives and freelancers they and artists, what they do is they always seem to undercut themselves or um, – don't know where to position themselves in terms of like alley rate cost and things mm. like that, right? And I was like, wouldn't it be awesome if we like um, help them with standardizing the alley rates or something like that? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think that that like we were talking about that just uh, last week around what happens when you start being more open and transparent with salaries. There's two sides of the coin. One side is that. It's great for things like uh, uh, diversity in the workplace and having a fair go for people because it means that we, we're being transparent. The other side of it is the, the, the intangible things that people are bringing to businesses. So it's like, for instance, say with you, your meerkat experience might have a higher value for one business but uh, you are positioned with someone who's got the same LinkedIn following or whatever mm-hmm. and they want to they end up paying you more because it's like from this thing yep. here. And so I think that that's re- like money is a very complicated thing. I think yeah. what you're talking about makes so much sense, which is like the artists, like as the artists, we are devalue it. Like so many of us that's devalue. But yeah. then I think it's also because like they're never taught to think about business. Mm. But we have to now because every creative person is an entrepreneur now. Mm. And that's the future of work. Yeah. Like we're actually in the position of like training because a lot of like corporate people are sheep mentality people mm-hmm. who want to escape the nine to five job, but they don't know how to get out of it. What do you think about like uh, fr- free work, doing work for free? Uh, I, I saw something online where um, I think it was a woman in tech talking about like not working for free and the, I ch- charge this much and all that sort of thing. And I understood that to a certain degree, but I also felt like it's a limiting belief or limiting opportunities and it actually is going to hinder people who are at the early stages of their career where it's like 
No, you actually do. Like we do have to work for free and that's how you build up the stuff. And so if you're like, no, I'm worth something, yep. is that actually positive or negative to pay gaps? Or Well, you know? I, I worked for free. Yeah. Like when I started out to build up my reputation and my systems and stuff like that. And um, if anything, um, like I feel like everyone has to go through that because you want to know who has that mindset, right? Mm. Who has the perseverance and uh, and the ability to per- persist mm-hmm. because that's like a – for me, that's like a really strong requirement for when I hire an intern, for example, is like do they have that kind of ability? Mm. Yeah, I think that it's like completely underestimated mm. that – and I think there's probably like we see overcorrections in everything. And so I think that pro- people probably realise it's like it's nice to be able to charge. But if you're at home, if you're not doing anything mm. versus going out and having skin in the game and mm-hmm. getting experience. At what point though is the time that you say we don't do anything for free anymore? Well, you just start charging people. Yeah. And I think then it's based on market, right? Yeah. It's like if yeah. when people start wanting to pay and it's like I've only got a certain amount of time. Yeah, mm. But you also have a deadline. So I always mm. say like six months of portfolio, whatever. Just mm-hmm. give yourself a deadline and then start like trick trickling in and increasing your prices or putting a price down and see how many like uh, actually bite. Mm. So that's your market value then. Yeah. Mm, and yeah. so the San Francisco experience that you had, so were you saying it was six months you were yeah. in SF? Yeah, mm. and then since then like um, he continues to support me because he has a history of uh, um, on on his actual, what's the thing where it's a stairway, like the oh, side yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. I have a, my name is like along with Product Hunt. Oh, cool. Yeah, and a few other people there as well. So he's like actually investing in me because he thinks I have found our capabilities. Right. So, so it's like an angel investor because they talk about yeah. like VCs and angel investors, products are one thing, the, but where it lies is the people, mm. right? The founders, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so financially they, he supports you in that. Oh, just like he just gave me his space. Yeah. Amazing. Well, can we have his number? <laughs> it's um, <laughs> he's in a good spot. Well, I mean, he's what a super good spot. Yeah, and so what? <laughs> what's better. the... Uh, when it comes to business deals, what has that journey been like? How do you know what to ask for? Well, it's not like he's – I actually refused multiple times because mm-hmm. I didn't think he was like – I was like, is this for real? There yeah. must be some kind of catch. But mm-hmm. he, he did it as a general laugh. If anything, I find that my uh, best champions are dads because mm-hmm. they want to ha- make sure that there's like um, their daughters have someone to look up to and it's mm. like it's not a shit world that we live in. Mm. Oh, that's great. It's such a s- small investment for these one percenters that have so much, yeah. which is amazing. Well, you have a choice, right? Like I think that if – I think even with what we, we do with uh, our business, it's about like how can we – we want to get to the point of su- success, not for ourselves, but so then we can like share it and we can invest in other people as mm. well. So it ends up bringing up everyone. Yes. Mm. Um, and I think that's what it's like – there's sometimes like the dark side of LinkedIn as a content creator. It's like I notice people are pushing people down. That's a great yeah. headline, by the way, the yeah. dark side of LinkedIn. And how are they doing this? What's that look like? Um, they're unfollowing me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sending they're you stum- nasty gifts. Oh, they don't. Like, uh, they're unfollowing me or they like uh, disc- you know, like chopped the – they called the list and I was one of them. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really upset about it because they probably see me as a competitor. Mm. But I'm just like, oh – okay, I wish you'd said something to me. But mm. it was very high school-like. Yeah. And a lot of people would like, um, get upset that I have access to – like I have LinkedIn Live now mm-hmm. um, and I'm probably one of few Australians, again, to have access to it. So what happens – what is that, just like a live streaming fa- like Facebook does? Yes, yeah. And I have access to that and I push out content on it. But it doesn't seem to hit the algorithm at the moment. 
Um, so for me, I'm just like testing it out to see when yeah. it like has that boost. So Are they actually – so within the app, could I even see that no. right now? As it, What about like as a con- consumer of well, that live it's content? Still, it's still uh, – you can watch it. Yeah, I can watch it. So but it comes you, up as live. Yeah, it comes out live and like um, – and it's post-fusion is not bad actually. Mm-hmm. But seeing that like, you know, LinkedIn is not – because it's a feed experience, it's not like um, – People don't get trained to like stay there for an hour, mm-hmm. whereas like on YouTube you could like leave it on a different tab and you could like yeah, yeah. go and like hang out on there. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn doesn't have that experience yet because yeah. it's a very much a feed experience. Interesting. And when you feed experience, like all your content gets pushed down, yeah. so it's not suited for LinkedIn Live or long form content. At yeah. the moment. If the people who are using LinkedIn actually spent hours, there'd be nothing done around the world. <laughs> in businesses. <laughs> Actually, useless. a lot of people people like um, do hang out on there because I get a lot of like uh, inbound and people have conversations with me because mm. that's like a point of contact for mm. me. So I have it. I leave it open, and I just want to see what kind of like things come my way. I've um, I asked because I like some of the videos that have done well on LinkedIn for me. I end up getting a bunch of inbound stuff. Small fish compared to what you would have. But I asked well, Jules. Don't, don't put yourself. I <laughs> asked Jules Lund um, if I could just have his phone for a second and go through his LinkedIn inbox the stuff that he hadn't opened, my God, like sh- hundreds and hundreds of people inbound, mm. but half of them was so cringe. Is there a way or what have you identified from your inbound, the stuff that's resonated? And um, froze fried chicken. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so it's fried chicken. So if you well, want in. A, it is actually. That's but what a great, is it for you? But I think that's a great mechanism, right, to see whether people are serious, having these yeah. sort of uh, short filters where it's like, okay, we know. It's mm. like with our show we have – in jokes that if we know that people bring up, there's a certain level of buy-in, and and you could almost almost understand where they fit in the communication funnel yep. based on how they communicate. And with so you. that's like because like I realise I'm getting all these inbound and they're terrible, and I screenshot them because I want to like do a whole video around it. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I think the f- biggest one is like using the fried chicken saved me so much time because mm. <laughs> like they they generally like really buy yeah. into my stuff already, mm-hmm. so that I already know within the communication journey that they're already part of my tribe. Yeah. Um. So I that and like a lot of people should have more in jokes, and you yeah. should have more, like the fact that you have more in jokes will mm. like people come to you and share that in jokes. So you mm. might know not know their name, but you know that they get it. Yeah. yeah it's like a language you're building out like a, a language. Right, which it's almost extending the voice beyond yourself and saying, okay, like this is a voice that we use as a community. In radio, they talk about benchmarks. So it's something that, you know, it's like uh, segments. So with Hamish and Andy, they used to do something called Fred Bassett or whatever. And so these things Fridays? Was that Friday? Friday yeah. Yeah. Or you look at things like we do Fat Fridays here. Mm. And so on a Friday when people are eating shit food, like I love fried chicken. Yeah, absolutely. We haven't done fried chicken. We should definitely do that. <laughs> See I was, what I did there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was watching yeah. Hot Ones uh, oh, over like the weekend. Ho- oh, Hot Wings and Hot, hot Ones. Yeah, yeah that great. was outrageous. I watched the uh, Gordon Ramsay one. Oh, yeah, that would be good. <laughs> I'd yeah. love to see him. Well, because he's a big baby. Yeah, Couldn't you handle it? Do you like spice? I could handle it. I could handle it. So... Along the way, like you get, you want to use these little signals because that's mm. how I get a lot of like I just cut through the crap yeah. that happens and command stuff. F yeah. fried chicken. Yeah, uh, and what were we talking about? Yeah, we're talking about the voice, the, the, those visual. Um, oh, sorry, the voice stuff. So it's like the the language that we have, and so you've gotten good to the point where it's like you can identify quickly. You can based on signals can say 
this person has yep. buy-in. Mm. Um, and I think that's really awesome because, like, I did that and I that's why I push fried chicken even more mm-hmm. now because then... <laughs> <laughs> you have to have a fried have chicken. You got merch? Have you got merch yet? Yeah, no? yeah, I have, but I haven't pushed that out because okay. I want to... On my roadmap is, like, doing a fried chicken party brand. Amazing. That would be good. Um, so you said the last one, so it's uh, victory. Yeah. Money doesn't always mean victory. No, I'm glad that you pointed that out. But uh, um, for creative people, I need to jump that into them. That mm. for you to be sustainable in your career, you need to have some kind of cash flow. So then you don't, because you know, creativity diminishes if you increase your stress level. Right? Yes. Mm. So money should not be like money should be an easy pathway for a lot of people. Once they know their budget, their creativity actually increases if they don't have to worry about like housing and foods and stuff like that. Yeah. As well. So what I notice is like. As soon as my one of my stresses go away, my creativity goes up. Yeah. And my sister says, "Like you stress a lot. Um, it must be a creative thing." <laughs> <laughs> you, have you set like an amount? Because I think that's where when you haven't worked it out. Like my wife and I yep. did our budget last night, and once you know it, it's like, ah, oh, fuck. There's four grand extra mm. a month that we, is cool but, like, to do something with. Like but it's whatever. So, so hard, right? Yeah. Because so, like we're not taught this. And uh, if you have to think about it, like uh, um, personal finance is one of my goals this year. And I realised like... Barefoot investor. Yeah, I read that book too. And that my mum was like not a person to refer to. And I learned her habits, like personal finance habits from her. Like she grew like pretty much scavenged hard and Mm. was resourceful. But she spent it really fast Mm -hmm. because like it goes to like schools, food and things like that. You know, five kids, pretty expensive. Um, And so I learned that like a lot of my habits of like just like when I got money, I spent it. I was like, it was from her. So she never taught us the basic thing where it's like, you know, uh, put away 20% or 10% into Mm. another bank and don't look at it. Mm. Yeah. Stuff like that. Automate that. Yeah. Most of our parents are doing the best with what they've got, the knowledge they Mm. have. Mm. And so it is like when you look at it and put it down. And so we reduce the stress by taking into account what our budget is and then ramping up the creativity. Is there a point where you go, okay, uh, I've built a following and there's an X amount of time that I'm going to allow myself before I need to start seeing some dollars. You know, like you build an influence. I think that's what a lot of people have done. Early days of Instagram, uh, maybe early days of YouTube, they build these followings. Mm-hmm. And, and they're I not did. making any money. But I they, have. Yeah. I've created these packages, like it's a couple of grand. Mm-hmm. And I just need to um, – but I have to like – what I did was like I tested out the packages styles and then sent it off to people because when they asked me to do these packages, I made it very pretty and everything like that, professional and things. So they know that I'm professional as well. And then follow up with like, a proposal so they could sign it off as well. So like back this is end for like, your services. Yeah. 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 Back end wise, like I've like um, they didn't expect that. So I realized like the basic influencer probably is disorganized, mm. not business orientated. Mm. So me just like stepping up and being business orientated mm. will like get you a lot of inbound and stuff. So like I did a Wix one and they cr- gave me two mm-hmm. inbounds. Yeah, so the more portfolio you get in terms of like these global brands, you just go build up a portfolio of things. Mm. But you need to step up the back end because creative people has like a reputation of being business, non-business-like. Absolutely. Yeah, there's the there's definitely an advantage of merging, you know, being a hybrid. Uh, last week uh, you announced uh, a more sort of formal relationship with Shootstar. Yeah. Uh, what's the conversation like when 
you're doing something like that, are you still positioning yourself as an artist that's doing creative work or is there um, sales components? Well, no, I'm just like lead gen for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm okay with that, right? Yeah. Um, if anything, I built that like that partnership or that conversation or my relationship with them started two years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you want to be a, like, a, like a video evangelist and stuff like that or evangelist or a brand ambassador, it's not going to be one of those ones where it's going to happen overnight. It's yeah. one of those ones where you have to set out and build up relationships because those are the key brands that you want to align your brand and values mm-hmm. with as mm-hmm. well. And they happen to align with my values a lot and my vision a lot as well. And so like every month I hang out with them like a retainer, but mm-hmm. I act as almost like a, a, a team yeah. and promote them. And do you find that, that the first conversation – did you bring like a deck to them and saying, hey, no, this one thing? I was thinking? so disorganized. But I think over time, uh, now, like if I had to look in hindsight, like I became more organized. Mm-hmm. Um, but with them, like they just kept on backing me up. Yeah. I love them. They're uh-huh. super champions of mm-hmm. mine. Um, and um, if anything, I became more business orientated because I was associated with them and they taught me things unconsciously as well. Yeah. How do you uh, network without being gross? Because I feel like there's, there's a sense that networking, the old style oh, comes with this like... Oh, uh, do I seem... Like I'm business, right? Yeah. You're not gross. I think that the thing is like you're bringing... I think that you're bringing creativity and content and personality. And so there is the, the gross end of the spectrum. Like we've done SEO work. So when people type in video production company, they see our brands or whatever. And that gets a certain type of person where it's like to whom it may concern. Yeah. You know, or the stuff that's very transactional where it's like hey i need a job or i want this thing mm. versus this is how i'm going to bring value i was using myself as an example because i'm like the opposite because like instead of like i don't even do outbound yeah it's all inbound mm-hmm. 190 percent at a time 10 percent of the time i'm just like hyper targeted of who i want to be like associated with so i start building those relationships really early so i play the long game i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i know how to do it in a way that's like not gross because Networking for me means like building relationships. What about the other side? Because you do get so much inbound, I guess you get that knowledge of what is good and what is bad. What's yeah. bad? What is the what's the commonality of a good, uh, you know, inbound uh, communication versus a bad one? Outside of the fried chicken emoji. Okay, um, <laughs> a good one kind of says like uh, acknowledges what you're doing. Mm-hmm and find a commonality of interest. A bad one feels like a cut and copy paste. Yeah. Or you feel like you're talking to a sleazy salesman. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's all about the vibes you bring yeah. in. Yeah. So that's what I say. And LinkedIn as a community, has it changed much since video has started, do you I, think? I never hanged out on LinkedIn two years ago. Yeah. So it's like old school, but because they're changing from, I feel like LinkedIn, as much as I love them, they're like 10 years behind in terms of content and social media. Mm. And they only started adding like the feed experience and becoming more content driven because that's when they realise that's what making it sticky. So they're moving towards a media company. Now. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, the, the good thing about it is it the inter- you know what everyone's kind of there for. It's yeah. all work related. It's business, right? And business. Peop- but like, that's what I mean. Like people know that I talk about business. Yeah. I think that's hard when you're on Instagram and then you start spruiking business and they're like... Where's the fried chicken photos? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good for B2C, I guess, Instagram. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, the, but LinkedIn, I think definitely, I probably see, like I'm on LinkedIn, I'm not really on Instagram anymore, but LinkedIn, I definitely, I took some time away and I saw how powerful, like I started getting LinkedIn recommendations when I was 
you know, 21 or whatever. And so I've got, you know, 30-odd recommendations from people who have gone on to work at massive companies Mm. who have, you know, founded their own. And I found that to be amazing social proof. I think a lot of people with LinkedIn tend to only use it when they're looking for a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But it's changed now, right? Um, I use it as like a more of a... Always on. I'm Mm. like an expert in the video space. Mm -hmm. Um, And that kind of like gave me... uh, the ammunition and the framework to build up community and I realised there's like an ap- opportunity gap where there's a lot of people that they wanted to create. So I created a startup which is like a Toastmasters for video. Oh, cool. Um, where video, like professionals are super, it's like almost similar to Toastmasters and speaking, right? Mm. Public speaking. People are super scared of like being in front of crowds. Yeah. Or how they present themselves because professionals is all about the face right mm. or the professionalism but they want to be authentic as well so i created mastery of video which allows like professionals to be better communicators and future proof their communications mm. there's i mean we're in the boom of personal brands and i think more why indiv- do you think why do you think that is uh, well i think um it's the job scope for the future what the future of work looks like and i think the there's more emphasis on people's personal brands and people as individuals focusing on themselves as a business and it is i mean this is it is great that we can take lessons from companies that are huge mcdonald's all the things that have built this amazing branding experience that you can apply to yourself and those touch points and like you're saying you're 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 one of the people leading this personal brand what are the stickiness you know what's the vision actually looking at yourself as a potential business and what's the business model of that business because then people will back up with you when if you think far ahead it's like yeah because businesses bigger the business is like they think very long term yeah. so you want to be associated with the long-term thinking because they want to associate with you as a brand so if you want to go and become like a brand ambassador you have to think like a long-term thinker mm. and yeah. people want to follow other people as well yeah, yeah business-wise so it's yeah. all about people at the end of the day yeah that's why starting a business page it's super hard you know, for, yeah. uh, like the, the not driven by a person because the connection's hard to make. Yeah. Mm. And at the moment, like, unfortunately, LinkedIn doesn't, you know, you could boost views and stuff. All the like, LinkedIn profiles is all organic. Mm-hmm. No, because you can't even boost those ads or views and like boost videos and anything like that. So it's all organic at the moment. Yeah. Well, I think that LinkedIn is probably where Facebook was in like 2013 or whatever, yeah. where it's just so like, long, so yeah, long, yeah, it's like there is. There is that opportunity where it feels like the tap's on mm. and you can get like a lot of views organically. Do you think based on your sort of insider knowledge and your relationship with LinkedIn, do you think they're just going to become a very sort of switched on algorithm that turns that tap on and off? You know? Well, it's a massive beast at the moment because it's a, such an old platform. Yeah. and But I feel like they're moving towards like a Facebook because mm-hmm. I see a lot of like similarities between Facebook and LinkedIn as well. Yeah. And they also bought up Lynda.com. I did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. They've got a LinkedIn learning. Yeah. And so I think like there's definitely something there where it's like the edge, you know, combining education and controlling or, you know, being a part of the whole career journey. If they mm. can help you learn video when you're like 15 and you, you have yeah. an account and all that sort of thing, imagine what that looks like yeah, in it's amazing. 10 or 15 years. The, um, if in, in terms of your nimbleness to a platform or your, I guess, uh, what is it? Agility. Yeah, to the platform. Are you willing to leave LinkedIn 
you know, if it's if there's something that you think is going to be better, like um, Meerkat was like a valuable lesson in terms of distribution. Mm. So I already like diversifying and um, putting my videos up onto YouTube because it's better SEO at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I think the like being platform agnostic. Yeah, has its advantages, but I think that you're a great example of if you can pick a platform and you can be first to it you can then use that to leverage and to yep. then, you know, s- spread far. My content hasn't changed that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if anything, it's just like um, more focused now because of the seven Vs and stuff. So mm-hmm. people know my messages and my values. Yeah. So that means like it could help me be consistent with my messaging on all the social platforms. And when, But then like I've noticed like someone found me on – in the airport and she thought I was bubbling and things. I was like, man, I was fucking tired. <laughs> oh, she found you in the airport? Yeah. It was like, string. Yeah. String. And you got hit, hit by a piece of fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's so don't, funny. That's, don't have to take it that literally. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm excited for like uh, following you on YouTube. I think for me, from a platform point of view, I just mm. like that it's all the videos there. Yeah, LinkedIn yeah. is is great. I think that the thing is that it's like I'm, I don't always have a sense I'm seeing – all of someone's content. Yeah, the I'm just getting. Stuff, yeah. I'm li- literally getting your content currently based on whatever it delivers to me. Yeah. Um. I'm pushing. I realize like people still like my writing, and I'm doing more writing because it's just better thinking sometimes, and mm-hmm. it's more. So I'm embedding my videos into video articles as well. Mm. Yeah. Um. But I realize like I should start like promoting my website more just in case because yeah. your website is your digital castle at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. What's that empire building? Yeah. Right? What is mm. your, what's your website? Stringstory.co. Yeah. So is that that the string story? Have you sort of wanted to ever lean more on a a business brand versus your own personal one or have you always felt the importance of that personal? Well, it's stringstory.co. Like started 10 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Stringstory is like just like um, an art project and I just – happened to like own all the uh, social media assets of it. And then people <laughs> kept on calling me string afterwards and then it became a thing. Amazing. That's so funny. We would love to have you back on for a Fat Fridays and do oh, fried, fried chicken. chicken. So this is what I love that already. Yeah. Yes, of course it goes to yes. Yeah. Well, well, and where would we get it from if we were going to get fried chicken? There's like around the corner. Oh, wait, you're not going to be around. We're going to be Abbotsford. Yeah. So near Victoria Street, surely yeah. there's a bunch of like Korean barbecue. Well, they're Vietnamese and, like, down there. Yeah, they're Vietnamese and Koreans are there as well. Like yeah. just trust me, there's fried chicken there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll get fried chicken delivered. Yeah. Somehow. Can we? Uh, you very we, we can. Worry. We can do like the hot sauce thing too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to like do that like, after seeing all hot. the video. Like I reckon I could handle it. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I like hot, but I I, I like to eat. It gets medium at Nando's. Well, I think a good hot doesn't just blow your mouth open <laughs> for hours. Like I think a good nice sauce like adds to the flavor and doesn't ruin it. it so he doesn't like it hot. No, I love it. Every time. No, it doesn't sound like it. Are you ready for a hot wing or hot fried chicken? Yeah, I'll do it. Okay, yes. I'll do it. But the uh, Bell's hot chicken, they're they're more sort of like a powdery hot. Yeah, I'm I'm not a... (laughs) It gets my throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, look, um, I think... um, Have you ever tried hot stars fried chicken? No. Hot stars? It's like... like It's in the city or something? Yeah, yeah, it's like... Did Mr. 97 just react to that? Is that the one with blue branding? Yeah. It's it's the blue is like sick. Yeah. 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 And what what it is is like instead of the kebab late at night, you have a like this massive fried chicken that's flattened out and it's like big as my head. Yeah. And you just eat it. And yeah. are you a bones girl or no bones? Bones make it juicy. Okay. But I like do sometimes like if you want ease of use. I have to say uh, eating fried chicken 
on video is ugly Horrendous. as. <laughs> well, <there was laughs> a ugly. Well, that's what's so funny about like the whole Hot Ones YouTube thing. You've got oh, like so all these celebrities though. and they're mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. but I do, I, I'm a boneless kind of guy just because I like like speed and yeah. I just don't want to get fucking the bones in the way. Yeah, but that's like, <laughs> like a starving kind of bloke. Yeah, thing. I guess <laughs> like, you know, um, one of the live streaming ones is like, it's called um, Mokbang, Mokbang uh-huh. where you eat, in real time, yeah. they have like a whole bunch of food around them, and people get pay them just to eat in real time. Wow, yeah. Hulk smash food he gets yes. into. Oh, yeah. all it's a bit weird. I've okay. no interest yes. in watching anyone. Uh, I like eat. it. <laughs> that's like a big thing, a phenomenon in that started all in Korea, and yeah. then like people love it. What's the um? What's the the term when you hear people eating? You like the sound of it? ASMR. Uh, or, yeah, ASMR. Yeah. Audio sensory something something. If they want that, they just have to go to the latest Fat Fridays episodes <laughs> yeah, of me geez. eating. Uh, String, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It's a daily talk show. Hi at the dailytalkshow.com if you want to send us an email. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow. See you guys. Bye. Ciao.